every Tuesday with Brent Beard, Heisman voter, and on Twitter X at Brent Beard, SEC, ACC, AAC. We talk it all with Brent. Here's Brent Beard with Bryant and Brett. Brent Beard joins us now from First Coast News down in Jacksonville to talk college football. Brent, thanks so much for joining us. I want to start off with kind of the news of the day. Tennessee uh, is under NCAA investigation for NIL violations, and it seems like it's all centered around uh, what a lot of people would say uh, the future of the program, their uh, their young quarterback, Nico. Uh, what do you make of this? Me and Brett talked about it earlier about kind of how much of a screaming headline it was now with kind of what college athletics is today. I mean, five or six years ago, you look at a headline like that and you go, oh man, that means real trouble for Tennessee. Do you view it the same way or is it a little different now? Well, what's different is is we don't know uh, what the NCAA will and can do. They've been pretty much a toothless tiger uh, over the last a uh, few years, I think what we're noticing is they are trying to hit some of the, the higher-profile schools or at least investigate them. Now, again, uh, I mean, guys, if, if you've heard anything that, that different than I have, I mean, the, 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 the headlines get everybody's attention. But what happens with this is you're still looking at uh, at least a year to 18 months before anything comes of this, unless uh, they have some kind of new policy to where they want to streamline this situation and get it done uh, quicker. Uh, so I, headlines like today lose their punch uh, over time and, and, and I think more than anything else cause people to really wonder, well, will, will anything be done? They are... It appears looking at some things, um, uh, but I, I still go back to uh, show me something different than what we've seen in the last few years. Yeah, and t- you know Tennessee really got a pretty good break from the NCAA. Yeah, didn't they? <laughs> I mean, very recently, used yeah. to that that headline would have screamed lack of institutional control, repeat right. offender, and we'd yeah. be talking death penalty. I'm not yeah. only, we're not talking death penalty. Here's the death penalty I want to that entire building in Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I understand that. I really do. Yes. Uh, look, I mean, um, I, I, I know something that big uh, and cumbersome is hard to deal with and hard to uh, uh, to meet out uh, a justice or at least be fair uh, with it. it. Guys, this is another reason why you're going to see the, uh, uh, the Big Ten and the SEC either break apart from the NCAA or just end up uh, combining somehow and doing their own thing. Um, that's certainly what we're hearing more and more of all the time, um, because people, again, as Brent said, have just re- they've just really had enough of this, uh, and they either want to see uh, 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 these situations treated more uniformly and fairly, uh, uh, you know, instead of seeing screaming headlines like we're seeing today. 
Brent, in the history of really poor jobs, the old standard of did the, he or she leave it better than they found it? Yeah. That that number Mark Emmert did on in the NCA on intercollegiate sports on any kind of trust uh, uh, of 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 that institution. He, he he bulldozed it, and now Charlie Baker trying to take over, former Republican governor of Massachusetts. Look, you know you're weird if you're a Republican in Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that is that your oxymoron. Is that what you call <laughs> I mean, that? You go over there and, and debate with Bill Weld. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And 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 to see where that goes. And Mitt Romney. Uh, yes. Uh, Emirate had the idea, and I and I applaud the intention of streamlining uh, these investigations and having them be uh, eight months to a year or so, instead of the uh, uh, year and a half to three years to, to, to what we're used to doing. Um, and I don't know. If oh, oh, Miss, we would have loved three years. I mean, it, it was yeah, just oh, yeah. methane gas coming in under the door the whole time with the investigation. It froze recruiting like like the North. Sure, Pole. it does. Sure, it does. And, and look, Brian, Brian uh, uh, Brett, and I have said for years the real penalty in these NCAA investigations is just is what the, he said is the investigation. Yeah, yeah, it's the investigation that lasts. Two or three or more years, people are wondering what's going on. And during that time, Bryant, you can probably lose what, Brent? Minimum of two or three recruiting classes almost. And Cam Ward told the football office at Ole Miss, as long as you're being investigated, quit calling. I'm not going there. Went to FSU. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, uh, but that, but that is, uh, but, but, but that's the difficulty that folks do continue to have with it. Yeah. Well, when you look at this Tennessee team, kind of aside from the headlines today, we, we saw and we, we talked about it after that game where, where Nico, uh, kind of the first right. real extended look we've gotten of him as the starting quarterback. When you look at what he did, when you look at what Tennessee has done this offseason in the transfer portal recruiting, uh, what do you expect from this team going into next season? I heard a, 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 and I'll leave his name out of it, but I heard a Tennessee beat writer today, and he was asked about the, he was asked about Nico, uh, first of all, and he said he that he said now I've never really given you this is his his words he said I've never really exaggerated on things with you before when he was talking to the host, uh, but then he said. Uh, uh, Nico could be as good as Peyton Manning before he leaves. Wow! So yeah, good luck uh, with that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, uh, I don't think David Cutcliffe is on that staff either. But um, uh, I, I mean, right? Frankly, um, I, I mean he he looked good in the bowl game, um, and that was against a pretty good defense in Iowa, uh, but. With the losses that that they've had now, that I know they've got uh, of the interior that offensive line is coming back. That that's going to help them, uh, and the defensive tackle, Amari Thomas, Elijah Simmons, uh, Jackson uh, Moi, that's how that's pronounced. Um, you know that they could be pretty solid. The offensive line could be too. Uh, the thing that impressed me about them last year was 
their defensive line really made hay early in the year. It kind of came back to earth a little bit after some uh, injuries. But I think, Joe, I think uh, quite frankly, Joe Milton held them back the whole year uh, in a lot of ways, and hopefully Joe will have a good future um, in the NFL. But um, uh, that, I think that's the thing uh, with me. If you have better quarterback play in the defense as good as it was last year, uh, they can have a good season. So Peyton played his last year, fall of 97. So since he last played a down at UT, there's been 26 football seasons, and they hadn't replaced him somebody <laughs> no, with somebody no. better than him yet. No. Nico may, but, I mean, we're, we're certainly getting due. I'm trying to figure. So Archie played his last down mm-hmm. at Ole Miss fall of 70. So 26 years later would be 96. It took until Eli about six years yeah. after that for somebody to be as yeah. good or better. So it, yeah. it, it might be Marshall Manning, the next great yeah. Manning in Tennessee. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it's all in the family, too, correct? That's right. Correct. (laughs) That's how it works. Uh, The other kind of big news of the last week, uh, Jim Harbaugh now off to the NFL. Shrone Moore going to be the new head coach at Michigan. Uh, What do you make? I mean, I think everyone thought even when during the season was was happening that Shrone Moore was going to be the next coach if Jim Harbaugh decided to go to the NFL. What do you make of this move? And now that Shrone Moore is the head coach at Michigan, what do you expect going forward uh, with Big Blue? Here's my caveat to this, and I'm just wary of these quick fixes. Mm -hmm. I I understand the smooth transition. Players know him. Mm -hmm. um, Locker room loves him. Oh, yes. Uh, And I I get all that, guys, but, Brent, Brent, we've seen this over time, and it's a wonderful idea uh, when the famous head coach heads away and you're able to settle things down fairly quickly. But but my caution with this is, where are they going to be in two or three years where they need a guy that's done this for an extended period of time and has, um, uh, in, in, in other words, I've, I, frankly, I would always rather hire a sitting head coach somewhere than elevate someone. I mean, hopefully it works for them, and it and it might. That's just what I'm always wary of. I, I, I'm with you, Brent, and I think more times than not, we would be on the right side of the cautionary tale of being wary, being leery, being scared of that kind of the, the, the locker room and the alumni base basically hires the coach. But we know one place that it really worked well, and we were just talking about them, from Johnny Majors to Philip Fulmer was the yeah. right move. It was. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not sure you could convince Johnny of that. But, no, uh, no, He went uh, down swinging. Yeah, yeah, but I, but I certainly hear what you're uh, saying. Brent, Brent, it, it all went down on a Friday night here in Memphis. The Tennessee was in town to play the Tigers, and the and the Tigers, Brian, the Tigers, long before the '96 upset over Tennessee. Really, there were a lot of years out there that the Tigers were better. Really, should have, right. could have, and that was one year in '92. The next day, it goes down on a Friday night, and they they told Majors, 
tomorrow is it for you. Holy it's wow. your it's your last game, win or lose. Wow. And, and, and they won it. There were even some Tennessee people that, you know, if we had lost, we could really justify this and maybe not have to apologize <laughs> for it much. But we're still not going to apologize. He's out and Fulmer's in because they didn't want to lose Philip Fulmer to Auburn because they knew Pat Dye was getting ready to retire or, yeah. or be removed. Wow. Right. Well, and, and, and believe me, that that's one of the more interesting <clears throat> hires in SEC history and, and elevation, shall we say. i tell you what's going to hurt Michigan uh, is is the uh, – uh, strength and conditioning coach leaving, mm-hmm. uh, Ben Herbert. Uh, yeah, because he, he's really the guy for the next six months there. He is. Now, now, Brett <clears throat> and I have talked about this over the years. Here's the thing to pay attention here. Look, you can get a, a, a strength and conditioning coach um, and replace him, okay? Mm-hmm. The, the reality is, though, is your strength and conditioning coach Sets the tone for the team. He all, he can give the team the attitude that they need going into the season. And this guy was able to do that. He was old school. Uh, it, it was strength on strength, and 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 they won a lot. Um, uh, and and you know for for a lot of the championship teams uh, that that you see in SEC history, go back. Help me on this, Brett. Go back and look uh, and see that that he may not got the attention, but the strength and conditioning coach mm-hmm. oftentimes uh, re- really challenged these teams and set the tone where they were going. Brent, there are a lot of people at Alabama right now. The move they want Kalen DeBoer make to make is bring Scott Cochran back. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, now the guy they now, although. The, the the blue guy they've got now has done a good job, um, and they and they decided to keep him. Now look, I I, I appreciated and a lot of people appreciated what Scott Conkern did. Scott also has. And I'm not I'm not being nefarious about this, but Scott also has some personal issues uh, that he's dealing with. That Georgia, to their credit, has helped helped him. To they work have. through some of those, and his friend uh, Kirby has, yeah. Uh, oh yes. So I, I, I think the reality is, um, uh, yeah, and I understand that, and I hear that, um, but but I think Conker may be better where he is at least for now. But that w- that will be curious to see who Georgia, uh, Georgia, who Michigan hires to replace Ben Herbert. Brent, one of these days when I write my book, I'm gonna, there's going to be a chapter about that Friday night, Tennessee-Memphis weekend. There should be. Me and, and the late George Lapidus, the late Haywood Harris, and a Tennessee name that is still alive that I better not throw his name around. Yeah. We're at the old Mr. B's at Winchester and get well, Bryant. Wow. And, you know, no, no cell phones then. Right. But the, the Tennessee people had beepers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you remember those days, don't you, Brent? And I, I, I never had a beeper. I was never, I was never important enough. And they kept getting beeped and going to the house phone and calling whoever they were calling. And, and, and Haywood Harris came back to the table and said, Johnny's done. Wow. Johnny's done after tomorrow, no matter what happens. It's crazy. I, I tell you one thing, uh, guys. I would have not wanted to be around Johnny for the next uh, uh, 
at, at least week. Uh, until, until his last breath, he stayed. Yeah, he stayed yeah. bitter over it, Brent. He was. He was. He was. That that is very obvious. And and I and look, I I I think Tennessee tried to uh, um, show some love toward his way and some appreciation for what he did. But but uh, that that was my understanding too, Brett. That never went away, did it? And before Peyton Manning, he was the biggest thing in the history of Tennessee football. That's right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And listen, Johnny, to his credit, the ties to Pitt, Tennessee, Johnny's well thought of as a... Iowa State? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely, as a head football coach. But, mm-hmm. that, boy, that was a... That was a a difficult time, no question about it. Brent, it it is so much fun, and a lot of it is is Coach Saban's daughter, her Twitter site, <laughs> tweeting out all the pictures of him really enjoying yeah. retirement. I mean, it's, it's just what it, it, it's only been, I guess, four weeks tomorrow, one uh, three weeks tomorrow. Is that right? You're three weeks yeah, tomorrow yeah. when the new news yeah. broke. But yesterday was four weeks since his last game, and I don't bring this up to be macabre or ghoulish whatsoever. I'm just bringing it up. Four weeks to the day of Coach Bryant's last yeah. game the here in Memphis in the Liberty Bowl was when he passed. That's right. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that some of those um, coincidences are amazing. And I think to your point, I don't know if I've ever seen Nick Saban smile as much as he has uh, in, in these pictures, uh, frankly, <laughs> and to be able to uh, uh, enjoy himself. Now, his great listen. His greatest challenge is coming because at some point, uh, vacation is over, uh, and uh, what is he going to do when they get back to Tuscaloosa? And l- listen, I wonder if just by habit that he's picked up his notebook and started scrambling and so forth and realized, you know, I really don't have to be back in the office. <laughs> uh, the picture of him yesterday with Ozzie Smith, I oh, mean, you, you know I love that. Just Now, uh, now the one I've two got asked, I'm not going to ask you about this, Brad, because you know about as much about this as I do, but but Nick was, was in a picture with 50 cents. That's right. Now, now... <laughs> Okay, Brian, I don't know a lot about 50 Cent, and I'm guessing Brent doesn't either. Uh-huh. So I couldn't uh, give you a nickel for him. <laughs> so, Brent, can you, so, Brian, can you explain to us about 50 Cent? Oh. Not only do I, I'm, I'm going to blow y'all's mind. Oh, Not only do I know who 50 Cent is, but for a long time, the rejoin music on George's show that I was on was in the club. Is that You're the song? Kidding, right? Brett. In the club is in fact the song. I, prom- yes. I, I promise you it was. Wow. I, I know who put it together, and we we weren't cracking <laughs> on anybody, but, but we we just but between me and George, you, would you would you associate either one of us with in the club? No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I just dropped the phone. I had. I like 50. I love it, Brett. That's great. Now, now I'll ask both of y'all. Okay, Brett, you're familiar with 50 Cent. How familiar are y'all with Travis Scott? He was also pictured playing golf with Travis Scott yesterday. I, I don't have anything. Uh, 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 yeah, I'm clueless on that, Brian. <laughs> Help us out, okay? He's one of very popular rapper right now uh, and has a very large following. So I was shocked to see Nick Saban yeah. and him playing golf. I didn't but, even but know he that, played golf. But they were at Reggie Jackson's Mr. October fundraiser. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Yes. And 
there's no better Twitter handle than Reggie Jackson at Mr. October. No, none, none, none. Yeah, yeah, boy, I agree with that. And, And Bryant, by the way, I'm just guessing Brett and I will not lose any sleep at all that we uh, uh, that, that we don't know ma- much about the guy you just <laughs> no, mentioned. No, okay. Oh, I'm going to learn about him tonight and download songs. And oh, iTunes. I love it, Brett. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's listen, great. Listen, uh, listen, Brian. Brent's mama would probably have known more about those two than, the, than Brett and I would have. Okay, uh, she, she she was very up on her music. That's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, now, most of it was Abba and Neil Diamond. Oh, I love Neil Diamond. <laughs> was, there, was there an Elvis picture uh, on the mantle somewhere? I, 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 right over my shoulder. I've shown, I've shown yeah, Brian sure is, is, is the Elvis uh, Christmas oh, ornament yeah. that I, I keep hanging year-round over this, 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 this bell ringer Beautiful. she made for me. Well, I can tell you this. You mentioned Coach Brian's death a few minutes ago. Uh, during the uh, during the seventies, pretty much in every in every house in Alabama, there was a picture of the family. There was a picture of Jesus, and there was a picture of Coach Bryant. Well, they had it in good order, and, not, and frankly, not necessarily in that order in some households. Brent, I, I, I can't turn the camera around right now, but I, I'm looking at two Bear Bryant Coca Cola bottles oh, as yes, we speak. Absolutely, in, yes. in, in a in a casing I have. That's great. Yeah, yes. Well, uh, I, and listen, there are there are plenty of those, and you know, by the way, I'm looking at y'all right now, as you point up. Uh, uh, and, and listen, there are, uh, there are a lot of folks, uh, who have got those, uh, uh, Coke bottles and a lot of, and a lot, listen, there's a lot of speculation about after, uh, Nick Saban retired, uh, you know that, you know that, uh, Coke bottle on the, uh, on the platform where he spoke. Should be retired. It should be should. it should be bronze like baby shoes. <laughs> it should that'd be a good spot. It, for it, it. It, it, it's just so good to see him. You know, man, it, it, if anybody in the world's earned, you know, playing yeah. golf with Reggie Jackson, oh, yeah. uh, he, he he's done. I, I, I'm so happy, and I hope it's long and fruitful. Well, mm-hmm. I do too, and it's going to be fascinating. To see what he does and where he goes, and and uh, I still think he would be really good for the game. Yeah. Uh, as, as he looks at uh, what the future is going to be, and 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 maybe how he can shape, uh, uh, you know, where we are with this NIL and the portless stuff one day. Brent, we got to see them both. We got to see the Bear and Coach Saban. Uh, how lucky is that? Uh, 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 listen, uh, we saw. Uh, well, and actually, you throw Steve Spurrier in there. We've seen, and I don't know who number four is, but on the Mount Rushmore uh, of SEC football, it is Bryant, Saban, Spurrier, and uh, who do we say four was, Brett, years ago? Uh, I, I said General Neyland, but I think Kirby's about to make a, make a space. Wow. Yeah, uh, hey, he, he would certainly agree with that, wouldn't he, Brett? And, and Obermeyer <laughs> wasn't bad. No. <laughs> He, he he may not made as many friends as any of those others yeah. did, but Urban yeah. Meyer was a good coach. Sure was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's no question about. But it. I mean, look, you know, my my esteem for General Neyland. I mean, look, I mean, he just what he did being a general. Oh yeah. <laughs> Never mind yeah, coming yeah, home right. and what he built at Rocky Top. Uh, oh well, look when you're 
Uh, when your name's on well, the side of a before and after the war. Oh yeah, when your name's on the side of a stadium, you've done something, haven't sure you? Have. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Brent, thanks so much for joining us. We'll do it again next week. Good, Brian. You get an education every time we. <laughs> I do. Oh. It's like a history lesson. <laughs> <laughs> two, two old men prattling along, Brent. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, Thank you, Brent. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Take care. You got it. Brent Beard with us every single Tuesday talk college football from First Coast News down in Jacksonville. Always uh, a fun conversation with Brent. But we are late for a break. Let's go ahead and grab that. When we come back, we're going to talk some college basketball. That's next on Sports Time. We are real sports talk. Sports 56 WHBQ. Available on your radio dial at 560 AM and 98.5 FM as well as around the world online at sports56whbq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app. And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome back into Sports Time. Bryant and Brett with you in our family leisure studios. We've talked a lot of Tigers uh, earlier in the show with Dave Lotion at 3.30. Uh, we're going to talk some more college basketball right here. And Brett, you mentioned um, the uh, the bracketology um, out there. And Joe uh, Lenardi posted his earlier this morning. Uh, Jerry Palm had his out uh, last night. But on the Tiger front... Uh, right now, eight in Jerry Palm's bracket, nine in Joe Lenardi's. I mentioned it earlier in my not top story of the day, but this is where we talked about before the season, in the summer, in the off season. Of this is not where the Tigers need to be this year. They need to get out of playing in that eight nine game every single season, and it seems like we are creeping back to that spot again this year. Yeah, it does, but there there are favorable bracketology out there. Yes. We know the damage of one more home loss other yes. than to FAU, yes. what that would do. But we also know this is a patch of the schedule, get a little confidence, and we know how fragile it is with anybody, but especially with young college teams, even a veteran-laden team like this one. Look, we're still talking about probably the oldest guy on the team is 22. Yes. That, 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 that's very young, and all this pressure and increased pressure with NIL, I would imagine, I, I, don't, I don't know of this instance at all at Memphis or anywhere else, but I don't think it's uh, unimaginable to hypothesize about this. You could be getting that call from NIL being a factor of, you got to play better. Mm, yeah, no, I mean it could, and and obviously we know that's not what it's supposed to be. But you got to imagine we, that's out we there. We know the reality when when you are you know giving a player this much money, and maybe he is not performing, and you're giving money, real American dollars to this person. I mean, I would not put it past someone giving a call or sending a message of, hey. You gotta start. You gotta start producing, or or we're gonna have to try to work something out to where you're not gonna get as much money. 
Yeah, and we're going to start next Monday at 4.30 with Shelby Mass from BracketWag.com, and he's going to be with us all the way through the Monday of the finals. And I think today he had the Tigers still as a 7. Well, that, that is huge. Um, if they can get in that 7 seed, I think that would be really, really big. And, and uh, you, you know, we've been talking about Shelby has uh, had the Tigers in a pretty good spot uh, in recent days, uh, even following those couple of losses, three, I guess three straight losses now. Um, but I think seven C would be great. I, I hope, um, you know, they can, you know, win these next games and just next game mentality, win the one that's in front of you and try to get, um, into that seven or maybe even six seed. Indeed. He, he, he has the Tigers as a seven that would open against the 10 and that would be yeah. New Mexico and that would be a brutal game. Wow. Yeah, New Mexico is not who I would want to see um, in the first round. I don't want to see any of the. I've been looking at, like I said, I've been looking at several different um, mock brackets, but uh, I don't think I want to see any of the teams that that they have Memphis going against. I know you just said New Mexico, St. John's is who Joe Lenardi has them going up. Jerry Palm has them going up against Nebraska. I don't want to see any of those teams in the tournament. Ooh, you know, it's just it's it's a stab, and we'll get Shelby to remind us what bracket wag stands for. Yes. Uh, while blank yes is Uh what it stands for, and he'll remind us on Monday. (laughs) Uh, He has the Tigers as a seven. That would be against New Mexico, and he's got them potted to Indianapolis. That would be a favorable Mm. drive for a lot of of faithful, loyal Tiger fans that will make that trip. The winner would get uh, the winner of Wisconsin high point. That would be Wisconsin. Between New Mexico and Wisconsin, man, you could – you, you, they, 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 they can have you hypnotized before you left Indianapolis. Yeah, no, you're right about that. Um, I, yeah, I don't want to play either of those teams, but you know, I do like the Tigers being on that seven line. Obviously, you know, would be wearing their home uniforms, being listed as the home team would be a lot better than having to play an eight and nine. And even if you win that game seven ten, you know, playing, uh, you know, anything would be p- better than having to turn right around and playing the number one seed like this Tigers team has had to do or, or has gone into the tournament thinking they would have to do these last couple of years we we we, we try to hold off and when, when i was texting and talk, talking with shelby he said man I, I didn't think i was ever going to hear from you i said you know we always kind of try to start you know in and around the super bowl yeah. super bowl a little later now yeah than than than, than it used to and you know it used to be this weekend quite often but but i told him i said you know we, we try to hold off but the college basketball world, the media world, mm-hmm. we look at all this stuff. You, you, sure. you, you can't, you can't turn your back on bracket guy. You right. can't turn your back yeah. on, on this information. Take it for whatever you want. Sure. Uh, I mean, it, 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 it's not the Oracle. J- Joe Lenardi's, I mean, he, he, he didn't invent the game. No, not but, at all. but, but he's crafted a pretty good deal with this and he, he has us all talking and mm-hmm. you, uh, again, you know, like us, take it for what you want. If you, if, if, if you like it, fine. If you, if you don't, that, that's, that's your opinion sure. too. Sure. Um, Shelby has, uh, playing in Memphis, uh, in one pod. He's got Houston, uh, South Dakota State in the 116 and then Ole Miss Seton Hall in the 8-9. So you get a little bit local flavor, um, with Ole Miss there. The other pod, he's got, uh, Duke and Drexel in a 314 and then, uh, Texas Tech. Versus the winner of Nevada and Butler in the six eleven matchup, I'd I'd be fine with those teams uh, coming to Memphis. I think those would yeah. be be fun yeah, teams tic- to watch. Ticket sales, they've really kind of started their 
their media push. Yeah. I, I think I, I think we're we're running spots for them. I think so, yeah. And, and I, I I know I'm seeing it uh, uh, on TV at, mm-hmm. at places as well. And I know in house last night at the Grizzlies game they were they were running some yeah. for it. And it and right now it, it's been pretty slower response. I think it'll pick up. I think so. It, and then as we get closer and we, and we get to select Sunday and we get that pod announcement, you get a pod announcement of Tennessee or Kentucky, Ooh. they're not going to be a ticket down there. No, no, not at all. I mean, that's, and that's what you've been talking about. And I remember earlier in the season when we, um, you know, when, when Arkansas was not what it is right now and we thought Arkansas was going to be a real factor, that was a name that you threw out a lot of. You know, if, if they could get Arkansas here mm-hmm. in Memphis, that would be a huge draw. And it's kind of the same thing of, you know, if Arkansas could get to Memphis, there would not be an open seat in the house because everybody, all the Arkansas faithful, um, would come out. But when you look at these teams, especially Seton Hall, I would love to go see Seton Hall play um, in Memphis. Obviously a, a young coach, kind of a younger team, um, but they've been playing really, really well in the in the Big East, and I think uh, could maybe, maybe I don't want to say make a huge run, but I think could knock off a team or two in, in March. And there's somebody out there today that thinks they're pretty firm as a, I'll just go three or four seed. Yeah. It's going to be sweating on Selection Sunday. Sure. There, sure. There's, just, there's just a lot of games to play, and for as rough as this stretch has been for the Tigers, mm-hmm. it can get turned around. Oh, yeah. Uh, now I'm I'm not I'm not saying Memphis anywhere comes close to doing this, but this time last year nobody was talking UConn cutting nets down. Right. Nobody. Now I don't think Memphis is going to cut nets down. I'm not saying that at, at all. But a but a, a good run even even with the, these days that have passed. Now what scares me about some of this conversation about Coach Hardaway and you know and having no starter jerseys for the equipment managers. Everybody was in kind of I don't know if it's blue or white, but right. whatever. Uh, all that should have been last week. Uh-huh. That's what last week served for. Yes. No. You're you're right. I mean, and that's what I think we all assumed would be happening. Of Leave, you know, we're, we're, this week in practice, we're leaving the egos at the door. Everybody's coming in on the same level field and you are going to compete and we're going to become a better team and a more sound team this week. And then you, they go out against UAB and I'll bring it up again. You saw a lot of guys flat footed. You saw a lot of guys not trying to get back on defense. A lot of guys just loafing around out there. And now, uh, Coach Hardaway's coming out and saying, well, we don't have any starters for Wednesday night's game. We don't have any guys, you know, playing the starter role in practice. You know, we're starting from zero. We're going to throw out five guys out there that are, are really going to compete and hustle and play their tails off. That should have been last week. That should have been going into the UAB game, not going into now this game following three straight losses. It, it is not unfair to take this optimistic look, even at that dog of a performance Sunday. UAB scored 97, UAB won. It was a big game for them. Mm-hmm. Memphis could not have played much worse. No, 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 they really didn't. And UAB don't. down the stretch tried to gift wrap it and give it back. They did. They did, Brett, and I, I brought up that number yesterday of, you know, UAB did not make a single field goal in the last, like, 517 of the game. And, uh, yeah, it got down to the point where, you know, Memphis was fouling and, and making them sh- shoot free throws. But I would say from about five minutes to about, what, two minutes it was not the foul game, and it was just FAU was not making shots and really giving Memphis an opportunity to try to, to make something out of it. This stretch right now is really emblematic of the five-plus years for Penny Hardaway as head coach. The season is not over. Right. His career is not over. No, not at all. As I said yesterday, he, he shouldn't be. He's not going to be. He's not being fired. 
He's not being fired over a result tomorrow night, and he shouldn't be. But emblematic of his five-plus years and of this season, it doesn't feel like it's going the right way and it's going to end well. No, it really doesn't. And it obviously, I mean, you can go back and you can talk about a couple weeks ago, we were talking about a top 10 team. We were talking about a team that was number three in the country or a three seed on most of these, you know, bracketologies, brackets. Um, and now we're talking about a team that, that is really on that anywhere between seven and nine. And, and you look at, you know, Joe Lenardi, his bracket that he put out today has them at the very top of, of the, uh, the last, you know, group of last buys. And so, you know, it's, Definitely moving in the wrong direction. It kind of just goes back to um, you know the thing of you just got to approach it one game at a time, and you know they need to come out and and not look because Brad, it's gonna be very easy to look at Rice and say, oh, it's Rice. You know they can they can kill Rice. You know they should go out there and, and win by twenty. And I'm sure the line is gonna be reflective of that tomorrow. It's probably gonna be a pretty big line. And uh, but the Tigers cannot look at it like that. They've got to go in there and say we are focusing on ourselves. We are focusing on being a better team. One game and going season. Out and getting a win. Tomorrow night. That's exactly right. That ain't that the mindset? Ain't that what what uh, Tiger football is always? We're we're just trying to go one and zero. That's the mindset that this Tiger basketball team has to have. Is we're just trying to go one and zero over these next what eleven or so games, um, and just and, and see what happens. But that, tomorrow night, kind of on the chalkboard, yeah. you know, kind of the. The, you know, the things to really highlight, just simple, 1-0. and o. Yep, absolutely, 1-0. and o. Well, let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, it'll be time for Big Number of the Day. Add a little fun to your lunch break. Join Johnny Radio for Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Big Daddy. Hello, Big Brand. It's a guy, he wants to be big, then he gets big, he doesn't want to be big anymore, then he gets small, but the suit's too big. Big Daddy. The Big Boy. You're a big guy. I think she's trying to pull a fast one on Big Daddy. The Big Number of the Day. Well, I really love my big number today. I shared it uh, with Johnny Radio earlier today, so... uh, it's kind of a reused big number. I hope that is uh, okay, but I'm going to reuse it because I think it is uh, that, you know, it's just that great of a big number that I had to share it with everybody I could. Last night, uh, the Rockets beat the Lakers 135 to 119 was the final score of that game. Uh, in that game, Jalen Green finished with 34 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists, and a steal with only one turnover. Starting center Alperin Singoon finished with 31 points, 12 rebounds, seven assists, two steals, a block um, alongside Jalen Green. So two really, really good uh, games from the young guys with Houston. My big number today is the number 21. Uh, Jalen Green and Alperin Shingun both had 30 plus, uh, 30 or more points, 10 or more rebounds, and five or more assists for the Houston Rockets uh, last night. They are both 21 years old. It is the first time in NBA history Two teammates aged 21 or younger have each had such a game in the same season. They both did it in the same game. Whoa. <laughs> That's incredible. Whoa. 
That's a good one. You promised a good one. Thank you. I, I, I told you I had to share it with everybody today, and it's a good one. And, you know, Alperin Shingoon's a guy, Jalen Green as well, two guys that were brought in to Houston and, and had really a lot of potential and has shown it, but that Houston team was just really, really bad last year. This year's team, under 500 right a little, now, but a, lot more defense. but a lot more defense, a lot more competitive, and you can definitely tell. Um, and, and there were a lot of videos going on, going around last night of Ime Udoka and how he was coaching his guys out there. Yeah. And then on the other side, Darvin Ham and how he was kind of coaching his guys. But you can really tell that Ime Udoka understands the situation he is in. Of These are a lot of young guys. This was a, a, a team that did not do a lot of winning. They don't have that winning culture. And I've got to teach these guys. We've got to walk through everything and learn how to win, learn how to play in the NBA because it's just a bunch of young guys. I think bringing in um, Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Vliet certainly helped that. But you know this, this Houston Rockets team, I think we look up in a year or two and they're going to be a, a really good team. They have hope. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something they did, My, that you could not say last year. No, they did not. My big number is four. It'll be four Super Bowl starts for Patrick Mahomes. Tom Brady, the leader, TB12 with 10. John Elway with 5. The original TB12, Terry Bradshaw, he had 4 Super Bowl starts and was 4-0. Joe Montana with 4 Super Bowl starts, and he was 4-0. Roger Staubach with 4 Super Bowl starts, and he had 4 Super Bowl starts in the first 13 Super Bowl games. Wow. Jim Kelly with 4 Super Bowl starts. And unfortunately, he was 0 and 4 uh. on Super Super Sunday. But Patrick Mahomes already in the list yeah. of the immortals. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, we talked about John Elway, nah, Terry Bradshaw, Roger Staubach, <laughs> Joe Montana. I mean, that's who you're already being talked about with. A Peyton Manning with Peyton four. Manning, it's incredible. I mean, just all of the numbers you can bring up with with Patrick Mahomes and, and the success he's had and the getting to the Super Bowls and these deep runs in the playoffs. I saw there was a number um, the other day that was like Patrick Mahomes as an underdog, and it, the, the number was incredible. And, I mean, it's just all of these numbers. He's just such a, a fun player to watch and such an impressive player. It's uh, I, I really do think, in, in you know, I think the conversation's already started, but I think there's going to be a real debate in four or five years about who is the greatest, Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. It could be less than that, but it, it should really be could. that. Yeah. He's 28 now. Now, today, the first time I've heard this broached in the public realm of there's some maybe on alert that if Andy Reid wins, he mm-hmm. retires. Interesting. And and you've already kind of heard that of uh, same thing kind of with Jason, or not Jason Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, because of Jason Kelsey's retirement, there's been some rumors um, that that he could also retire at the end of the season. And those losing those two guys would, would certainly uh, hurt. But, uh, man, um, it, it's hard to deny what, what those three have done together. The NFL coaches by seniority now with Bill Belichick's retirement from the from the Patriots. It's Mike Tomlin one, wow. John Harbaugh two, Andy Reid three. Wow! If he if he stepped aside, that moves Sean McDermott, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan. Holy cow! Well, everybody moves up. But, I mean, for Andy Reid to step away would be something. That would be huge, and that kind of goes back. And it feels like we say this, Brett, in, in every sport when we talk about seniority. But it's just that revolving door, and especially in the in the NFL, you know, you don't have those those long leashes like some of these you know college mm. programs give. I mean, you get about one two years if you haven't turned it around, you're out the door. And I mean, some of those names that you just said that are in the top five of, of coaching seniority. It's hard to believe. Well, here's number 10. 
hired January 12th, 2020, Kevin Stefanski. Wow. He's wow, tenth. that's crazy. I mean, that is that is unbelievable. Um, but yeah, and, then, and now the the news it sounds like Arthur Smith going to be the uh, the offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh for the Steelers, which I, I um, like. I, I like a lot. I mean, I remember what he did at Tennessee, it, exactly. And I think a lot of people right now, and, and I'm excited here in, in about you know five or ten minutes, we're going to be talking to Bo Marchand about this. But you know. I, I think a lot of people right now are, are taking too much of him as a head coach and not him going back to the role of an offensive coordinator. It's going to be very different. And he, than wasn't, his, he no. wasn't bad as a head coach. No, no, no. But I think a lot of people are looking at, oh, look at yeah. this record with him. Look how he misused weapons when he was in Atlanta. But go back and look when he was the offensive coordinator um, in Nashville with the Titans. I mean, it was can't miss, and that's the reason he got a head coaching job in the first place because what a great offensive coordinator he was. So I think that's a slam-dunk hire. That's the best football ever out of Ryan Tannehill. Uh, and that's hard to do, Brett. And, yeah, uh, and not so, a lot I mean, of good football in him. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited about that fit. And I think and I had uh, Derrick really Henry, too. Eh, that helps a lot. But, you know, eh, some good weapons in, in Pittsburgh. So definitely excited to hear what Bo um, has to say about that, his thoughts on uh, the changes up in Pittsburgh. Well, let's go ahead and get to a break so that on the other side we can talk some NFL. Bo Marchant, he'll join us next. We're talking NFL. We'll also have to talk some Senior Bowl with him. He's down in Mobile taking in all of the action this week at the Senior Bowl. We'll do that next on Sports Time. Sports Time. 